0: Okay. All right. Well, today's Mother's Day, so obviously I'm going to preach about a mother, but it's not just for the mothers. It's for everybody, okay? The Word of God is for everyone. This is a message about a mother, but it's a message for everyone. And it's about a mother who found herself in a a difficult situation. There was um, an ungodly king in the land. There was difficulties in the economy, there was all kinds of things going on, and uh, she found herself in a difficult and unexpected situation, and she had to face a challenge, you know, sometimes we have to face the challenge, we can't hide from it, we can't run away from it, we can't do much about it sometimes, but we've just got to face it, and go through it, and I think I preached about that last week, about going through things, so, um, This is a story about a woman uh, in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4. It says, a certain woman, so it's about a specific person. She's not named, but she's a certain person. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Now, Elisha's a prophet, and she's, this woman has come, and she's a wife of one of these... Um, Underlings of Elisha the prophet. She said this your servant my husband is dead and You know that your servant feared the Lord So she's coming to Elisha Obviously, this is a sudden thing that has happened to her She unexpectedly finds herself facing a challenge that she didn't expect to happen uh, Obviously um, the man was probably in the prime of his life We don't know his age, but he would have been in the prime of his life. He was obviously married and he had uh, children. So, this mother, this woman, has come to Elisha. She didn't go to the king because the king was an ungodly king. And so, there was no point going to him. She bypassed him and she went straight to Elisha the prophet because she said to him, "Uh, My husband's dead. He was your servant, you were his leader. You were responsible for him. He has now passed away. But you know that he was someone who feared the Lord. He was a godly man. Now obviously she is a godly woman too because she has gone straight to Elisha because she knows that he can hear from God and he will do something to help her. And she's in a a desperate situation here. How do I know it's desperate? Because of the next line husband's dead she says this then and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves so now we're getting a bigger picture not only has her husband died but her husband has obviously taken out a loan he owes this creditor some money probably big money and now the creditor's saying you need to pay me the loan has been, is in now in default because the husband has died. And so the creditor, according to the law of Moses, according to their law, he could come and get the sons and take them to come and work off the payment, to work for him as long as the loan is paid off. So it's basically they have to go and work for free. They're not going to get paid, but the loan will be repaid. So this woman's basically saying like suddenly my family will be gone. My husband's dead and the creditor, the man we owe the money to, is going to take my sons and make them his slaves. Suddenly your whole world has changed. Suddenly she's facing this challenge that she never imagined probably that she would have to face. But the point is, she had enough faith to come to Elisha. She had enough wisdom to come to him. Okay? And he basically had that responsibility as the leader to do something to help her. She's basically saying, now, I'm a widow. I'm a single mother. And this is a sad thing. And it's also a dangerous thing because back then nobody took care of the widows that they were supposed to it was even a law of the land that they had to take care of the widows so when you're in facing a challenge what's the thing to do the first lesson here is to ask the right person for help go to the right person for help okay so um, she's found out that this is uh, her family's struggling maybe she knew it maybe she didn't maybe he hid it from her we don't know but she's in a very difficult situation now okay this is what it says in the book of exodus in the law of moses you shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child if you afflict them in any way and they cry out at all to me I will surely hear their cry this is what God spoke to the people of Israel so if her husband was a God-fearing man she was probably a God-fearing woman and because she went to Elisha she was a woman of faith she may have known this law and so she has cried out to the Lord the promise of the Lord is that he would hear the cry of the widow and so She has cried out to the Lord, and she's gone to Elisha. And this is what Elisha says. Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Or did he say, what shall I do for you? (laughs) Or did he say, what shall I do for you? Tell me. It sounds like he's speaking with compassion. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Or what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. So when she came to him for help, she might have expected him to say, Oh, here, and give her a handout. We don't know what she was expecting. But he uh, got asked her a question. He said, Well, what have you got in your house? What have you got? Have you got anything of any value? And she said, nothing. Nothing but a jar of oil, one jar of oil. That's all she could say was of any value. That was probably nothing, Is it she says nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Did she leave it that long to ask for help? We don't know where she's saying, I've got a few things, but the only thing of value is the olive oil in the jar, one jar of oil. That's probably what she was saying. So he's not saying, what can I do for you? He's basically saying, what can you do for you? Is there anything that you can do? Is there anything of value that you can have? What can we start with here? What can we start with? So he asks the question, what do you have? One jar of oil. Now that would be used for food and for medicine, back in the day, food or medicine. So it was a necessity and it was quite valuable, okay? But she only had one left and it probably wasn't full. So that's all she's got. It doesn't sound like a lot. She's saying it's it's not much at all. It's just one jar, it's not much at all. But you know, God spoke to Moses one day and said, what have have you got in your hand? And he's like, just a rod, just a piece of wood. But then when God told him to stretch it out, the Red Sea parted. When Jesus said to the little kid, what have you got there? Said to the disciples, what food have you got? They said, oh, it's just, you know, a little bit of bread and a couple of fish, not much. But when he prayed over it, when he blessed it, it multiplied and fed probably 10,000 people, 5,000 men. So just what you think is a little thing, God can take and multiply. That's what he's saying here. He's saying, what have you got? What have you got? Okay, so then he gives the next instruction. He said, go, borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbours, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. In other words, go out and ask your neighbors if they've got any empty vessels, jars, pots, jugs, whatever, empty vessels. And don't get just a few, get a lot. Get a lot. Now this could have been very embarrassing for her, very humiliating. She's a widow, people used to look down on widows. But then again, maybe Elisha was holding the community And the neighbors accountable because according to the law they should treat her well maybe they knew of it I'm sure they knew neighbors know everything (laughs) they usually know what's going on so he said you go and borrow don't beg but borrow some vessels okay borrow some vessels and get a lot a lot of empty ones and so he sent her out She had a choice to say, no, that's too embarrassing. That's humiliating. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Did she do it? This is what he said too. When you've come in, (coughs) when you've come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. So now he's including the boys in this venture and then pour it, the one jar that you've got, pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So in her mind, she would have been thinking, I've got all these empty vessels, I've got one jar of oil, and I've got to pour it into these vessels. What? Until they're all full? Did I hear right? Okay. Shut the door, don't let anyone else see this. This is gonna be a miracle, a personal experience for you and your sons, the mother and the sons. And he's saying, I want you to pour it. Don't just drip, 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 (laughs) but pour it. Pour it into the vessels and then set aside the full ones. Pour, full, pour, full, wow can't believe this, what's going on here, amazing and no one can see it except us <laughs> this is how special it was, so she was obedient she went from him and shut the door behind her sons behind her and her sons who, were brought, who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out She was the one who poured, and they were the ones who brought the vessels. Come on, boys. Another one. Put it over there. Another one. Come on, son. Another one. Put it over there. And so it was teamwork, and they enjoyed this miracle together. It wasn't just for her, it was for them as well. You know? Parents need to involve their children in the goodness of God. They need to share it. They need to talk about it They need to experience God together And so they brought the vessels and then she poured the oil into it Now it came to pass when the vessels were full That she said to her son bring me another vessel and he said to her There is not another vessel That's it. They're all full. No more, Mum. Bam. Suddenly the oil ceased. That was it. When the vessels were all full and there was no more, suddenly the oil stopped. Oh. But look at all those full jars. Look at them all. Wow. A lot of full jars of oil. So she shares the good news now. She comes back to Elijah. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Okay, next instruction go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your sons shall live on the rest. Wow. You know, when she saw all that, she would have thought, Ooh, I can stockpile this. I can put this away for a rainy day. Look at all this oil I've got. Wow. That's the first thing you would have thought, we would have thought too, probably. But he said, no. Sell it. We just got it. Sell it. Sell it and do the right thing. Sell it and first pay your debt. Pay your debt so you don't owe anybody anything. Pay off this creditor so he doesn't take your boys away. Keep your family together first. Sell it, pay your debt. And you and your sons can live on the rest. What is he saying here? Start a business? (laughs) Start an olive oil business? Who knows? Who knows? But she started out in debt. Now she's getting out of debt. Why? simply through act of obedience. She could have said, no, I'm not gonna do that, but she was so desperate to keep her sons and her family together and to involve the community when she might have been totally embarrassed about doing it, but she did it. So here's the next instruction. She did exactly what she, she was supposed to do. She was watching out for a household. Proverbs 31, about the Proverbs 31 woman, there's a whole beautiful passage there, and it says this, the godly woman, the godly wife, the godly mother, she watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. In other words, she's not lazy, not lazy. Her children rise up and call her blessed. You know, sometimes you just call your parents mean things and horrible things. But these children of the godly mother, the godly wife, they call her blessed. And these boys experienced the blessing of God and they would see how the mother was blessed. You know, after their father died prematurely and suddenly, they might have been angry at God. They might have thought, you know what, we're cursed. My mum's cursed. It's probably her fault. You know, sometimes when things happen, you blame the other parent. They might have been blaming God. They might have been blaming their mum. Who knows? But through all of this, they've seen the goodness of God and the blessing of God over their mum and over their lives. And it was their personal experience of the Lord. He said, shut the door. And experiences together. My goodness. So she was obviously a godly woman and she was blessed, and that's what godly women and godly mums will do. They will watch over their household, they will be diligent, they will be hardworking, they will take care of their household. Okay, they won't get distracted by outside things, they won't be distracted by inside things or idleness they will be diligent. And the last verse that I want to share is this. And I talked about how the kids might have thought they were cursed, but then God turned it for a blessing. You know, you don't hear anything else about that story. That story stopped where I stopped it. You don't hear anything more. She did what was required of her, and she provided for the whole family. And that was the end of the story. She was taken care of because she obeyed God and even if those children had thought they were cursed they were blessed in Jeremiah it says this thus says the Lord cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the Lord this woman regardless of her terrible situation her heart did not depart from the Lord she still chose to trust God She still went to the man of God, to Elisha the prophet. She trusted in the Lord. She didn't trust in him. She didn't trust Elisha. She trusted in the God of Elisha. Okay? And then it says this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord. Whose hope is the Lord. He's our hope. Not just that we hope in him, but he is our hope. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. So when you trust in the Lord, it's like being planted near the water. The water is a constant supply for a tree. It's a life giving supply. The planting means you're not uprooted. You're strong, you're secure, you're stable. You spread out. You're not crushed and feeling constricted and locked in. You are spreading out. You have that freedom, but you have that security when you're trusting in the Lord. It says this, you will not fear. You'll not fear when the heat comes. This woman, was she in fear? No, she wasn't. Was she anxious? No, she wasn't. Was she concerned? Yes, she was. There's a difference between fear, anxiety, and concern. It's okay to be concerned. We don't want to be anxious and we certainly don't want to be fearful, okay? So he says here, if you, if you trust God, you're blessed. You're like that tree. You will not fear when the heat comes. But it's leaf will be green. Even when times get tough, you'll still flourish. You will not be anxious in the year of drought. You won't fear, oh my God, what's going to happen if the stock market crashes? What's going to happen if I lose my job? What's going to happen if this happens? We don't have to be anxious. When you trust the Lord, our future is in His hands. Our schedule is in His hands. Our family, our future, our relationships, our everything is in His hands. We don't have to be anxious and we shouldn't fear, even in the year of drought, nor will we cease from yielding fruit. So regardless of what's going on around us, we will be blessed because God is with us. We will prosper. That woman was in debt one moment, and then because of her faith and because of her obedience, suddenly prosperity has come to the household suddenly the answers have come when there was questions the answer has come it looked like they were cursed but suddenly it turned into a blessing it turned into a blessing the hand of god was there father we just thank you for your word lord i thank you that when we face a challenge that we will be like this woman, that we will not harden our hearts, but we will turn our face towards you. When we face a challenge, we turn our face towards you. And Lord, we call on the name of the Lord and you bring help, you bring answers. Lord, she didn't have the answer, but you did. Father, I just thank you that no matter what challenge that we may be facing, that we will not fear, that we will not be anxious, and if we are concerned, that we would call upon the name of the Lord, that you would hear us, and you would direct us, and that we would follow and obey your instructions, no matter how simple they may seem, no matter how ordinary it may seem lord you are the miracle worker you multiplied the fish and the bread you multiplied the oil you multiplied the you turned the water into wine lord you did all kinds of amazing miracles and lord you are still doing them today help us to go through these challenges lord and to come out stronger than ever more blessed than ever and closer to you than ever in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen hallelujah okay want to pray for the moms or pray for anyone who needs prayer and turn up there anyone who needs prayer